bittersweet Sunday because it's my last Sunday preaching here. And, but I'm, and I don't want to get emotional here. We, we're going to get emotional next Sunday. <laughs> so we can wait for one more week for that. So if you can open your Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 16. <clears throat> First Samuel sixteen. We're going to start from the verse one. First Samuel verse sixteen, verse one. Chapter 16, 1, it says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to, to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said when he arrived at Bethlehem. The elders of the town trembled when they met him. And they asked, Do you come in peace? Samuel replied, Yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab, and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by him. But Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen this. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the ship. Samuel said, send, him, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought, him, brought in. He was glowing with health and had fine appearance in handsome features, features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn 
of oil and anointed, anointed him in the presence of brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. I started the kid's sermon with a question. And I'm going to ask you the same question and you can answer for yourself. Who are you? You have a name. You have a birthday. You have an occupation. You have a family. But how do you know that? All these things. Are there things that you have that says who you are? Quick story. You can notice that I have an accent. An accent. Don't, don't you? You don't need to be polite or Minnesota nice. No, no, we cannot notice that you have an accent. <laughs> the cool thing is that usually people cannot figure out where I'm from. I think because they probably haven't met so many Brazilians or either Brazilians, they speak in a different way than people who speak Spanish. I don't know. So every time that someone asks me about my accent, my accent, I ask them to guess. So if I'm in a coffee shop or at Target or Walmart or a McDonald's and this happens, I ask them to guess. Uh, and I, I ask them, where do you think I'm from? And of course, they judge me They judge me not just because of my accent, but probably uh, also because of my f uh, physiognomy. So I've got, in the last 10 months that we've been here, I've got Pakistan, <laughs> maybe because of my beard, I don't know. <laughs> I still thought it was funny too. Uh, I've got Netherlands, I've got Germany, and I, last week I've got Ireland. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Oh, that sounds kind of British. The, not Ireland at all, but not Irish at all. But that was uh, the the guesses that I have got on the last months. So, what if I believed on the those things that been said about me? I could show them. No, my passport says that I'm Brazilian. My passport said says that I'm from Brazil and I was born in July 15th of 1989. But what if the way that they judged me affected me? Or maybe the way that I speak affected me? So the thing that I want to leave for you this morning is don't be fooled by your heart. If you are ruled just by your emotions all the time, you're not, you will never live who you really are. So every time that someone says something about you and you get too much emotional, you won't be able to live really who you are. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all all things and beyond core. Who can understand it? Don't be fooled by your heart. 
Don't be fooled by your own opinions. Don't be fooled by others' opinions. God is the one who says who you really are. Thanks for the amen, Nate. <laughs> Going back to the text. Saul was rejected by God as the king of Israel. Samuel was a good pref, uh, prophet, but he was still mourning and maybe thinking a way to recover Saul. And it's interesting how pastors believe that people can change. It's a gift. They always believe that someone can change. And Samuel was doing the same thing. But here comes a word for the pastors, the leaders, and I'm, I'm including myself on this. And it's a hard one. Don't be fooled by your heart. Don't waste time with someone that clearly doesn't want to change. Why am say, I saying that? Oh, Isaac, that's strong. I know that. As I told you, I'm preaching for myself too. The thing is, while you're wasting your time with Saul, there are many Davids out there waiting to be anointed. While you're wasting time with Saul, there are many Davids out there waiting to be anointed. There are Davids waiting to serve, willing to be pastored. So leave the souls behind. Well, God sent Samuel to anoint the new king of Israel. And Samuel was afraid. Verse 2. He was kind of lied. He kind of lied. Can we say that? Because, well, if Saul knows that I'm going there, he's going to kill me. So I'm going to sacrifice. I'm not doing anything wrong. He was afraid of going and anointing a new king. And that's interesting because Samuel arrives in Bethlehem. And the first question that he gets is, do you come in peace? Prophets, they were feared. They used it to bring correction, also encouragement. But when a prophet uh, used it to arrive in a town, people, was, they were scared about that. Because he was bringing the word of God. But here it seems that Samuel was having trouble with his identity. He was feared as a prophet. But the Bible says, verse 2, that he was fearing to go. He was afraid. And it's so interesting because Samuel, he had a strong heart. And he also knew his identity. Why am I saying that? Do you remember who raised Samuel? He was not raised uh, by his mom. He was raised by Eli. How were the kids of Eli? Were they good kids? <laughs> not at all. And how Samuel did? He did great. So he knew who he was. Uh, Pastor Paul has a, a sermon about that, he, that he always shows the Lion King movie that he says, remember who you are. So Samuel knew who he was. He was raised by Eli that had terrible kids. And besides that, he was probably one of the greatest prophets 
in the Old Testament. But now he was living a hard time. He was supposed to be feared as a prophet, and he was afraid of Saul. Maybe Samuel was thinking, well, I anointed Saul as a king. He is still alive. And now I'm here in Bethlehem to anoint another king? Am I right? Am I hearing God right? Am I in the right place? Is that from my heart? Am I being fooled by my heart? So it was tough on Samuel. But after that, Samuel finally met Jesse and his sons. What was the sacrifice? Just a service? No, it was a nice barbecue. They ate well. And I'm going to stop here and say, say something that's it's not related with the sermon, but it's good stuff. So if you want to have a good barbecue, you should go to Fogo de Chao, Minneapolis downtown. Is the way that Brazilians prepare their steak. Well, you should go to Rodizia too. I can, because uh, Nicholas works to Rodizia. That's another uh, chain of Brazilian uh, barbecue. So if you want to have a little bit of the experience of Samuel and Jesse and his son's head, you should go to Fogo de Chao. Okay. <laughs> it's ex- expensive, though. So uh, reserve for a good, a good moment. Uh, after a good meal... It was time to choose the new king. And they started. Uh, verse 6. First Samuel 16.6. It says, When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. What a way to start. Well, we had nice barbecue, and the king is in front of me. Easy job. I can go home, and I don't have to fear Saul anymore. And he was terribly wrong. I don't know if Samuel had eaten too much or what, or maybe he was being fooled by his heart again, but he thought that Eliab was the new king. Why is that? Maybe because he was tall, strong. Maybe he looked like a warrior. We don't know. But he was looking not into his heart, but into the way he was. We are always judging and being judged. We are always judging and being judged. We tend to judge from our point of view or our perspective with the values or the standards that we've learned. So Samuel was using the standards and the point of view that he had. But what was happening? He was being fooled by his heart. As some of you know, it's hard for me to say no. I shared this a couple weeks ago with the uh, LT. And I don't know if Samuel had the same problem the problem of, of saying no to people. But how many of you believe that God has a sensor of humor? 
I do believe. He allowed the seven sons of Jesse to pass before Samuel. And Samuel had to say, no, 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 and no. I'm lucky that there was not Samuel. Maybe on number five I would say, oh, yeah, that's him. Let's go home. (laughs) Don't be fooled by your heart. If you have to say seven no's, that's okay. If you have to wait a little bit more, that's okay. Remember the identity that God has given you. Well, and for those who like to play with numbers in the Bible, there are a lot of meanings with numbers uh, in the Bible. Sometimes it doesn't have any meaning, so you don't have to look for a lot of meanings on the numbers. But if you do like the meanings and to play with that, seven sons of Jesse passed before Samuel. Seven is the perfect number on the Hebrew uh, culture. Who was the eighth? David. David was not perfect. Maybe someone was thinking, oh, this guy is perfect. He looks nice. He talks nice. Easy going. But David was the one that was not there. Jesse thought that David was not worth it of joining them. So imagine, Pastor Paul calls you and says, I'm going to your house. I want to prophesy over your kids and I will bring the meat. Can it get better or not? (laughs) And then you would think, the only thing that you have to do is open your house. And you would think, well, maybe one of my sons can take the dogs for for a walk while we're having good food and Pastor Paul is prophesying over them. How does that sound for you? We want everybody to join. If someone is coming to bless us, and especially to now to choose the new king. They were not just hanging out. They were choosing the new king of Israel. Besides that, Saul was still alive. It was something very important. But David was not there. Verse 7. Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord was there because he was speaking with Samuel, saying, no, it's not this one, it's not that one, it's not this one. But he was also Look in David's heart with the ships. Can you imagine what was going in David's heart during he, while he was taking care of the ships? He knew that the prophet was coming. He knew that they were having a feast. And probably David was saying, it's okay with me. God, you know my heart. I know who I am. I don't have to be there. If I'm supposed to be the king, I'll be the king. Either here taking care of the ships, either there, or maybe one other day. God knew David's heart. 
You could say Isaac. Easy to preach, hard to practice. That's right. Really hard. When we have daily challenges. But like in the quick story that I told you about my accent. If someone says that I'm not Brazilian, I could show my passport. But I don't need to. I know that I'm Brazilian. If someone says that you're not a children of God, you don't need to open your Bible and say, no, here's all the, the texts that says that I'm a children of God. If you're going through a hard time, what do you need to do? The same question that uh, I made for the kids. Ask your parents. God, who am I? And he will answer you for sure. If someone says, no, you're not the son of Paulo and Tanya, that's my parents' name, I don't need to grab my birth certificate and say, no, here it says, I am the children of Paul and Tanya. That's not necessary. Maybe for me it's necessary when I forget. But for others it's not. It doesn't matter what people say. It matters what God and the papers, the documents, the Bible say about us. John chapter 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He gave what? The right to be children of God. So don't be fooled by your heart. When hard times come, like with Samuel, listen to God. When someone says that you're not worth it or you're not enough of being uh, a children of God, don't listen to them. God says that you are His children. And this morning, uh, before we close, I would like to pray and that we could receive the same anointing that David received from Samuel. Because it says, from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And we all know the rest of the story. David went through hard times. David went through sin, through, uh, uh, through repentance. But the Spirit of the Lord was with him. So if you can close your eyes and and just ask for the Lord, Lord, anoint, anoint me with the same anoint that David was. So the Holy Spirit can come, come upon me and I can face maybe all the lies that the enemy is throwing at me so I can be strong enough 
to know my identity. We all need your Holy Spirit, Lord. Please, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your Holy Spirit this morning, Lord. So we don't get fooled by your heart for our hearts. Let us be so close to your heart, Lord, that the only voice that we listen to is yours. Helps us, Lord, also to don't judge people like we've been doing, but we want to have your heart. A heart that looks not for appearance, but look at the heart of other people. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Bless the food that we're going to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.